The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindis. Andy is not with us today. I was thinking that, well, he's just taking he's the day He's with us in off, spirit. But uh, he's with us in spirit, but he... Uh, <laughs> He's uh, unfortunately uh, Alex is is in again. Unfortunately or fortunately, no, we're what, not we're not what, exactly sure yet. What happened to Andy? Can we uh, talk about well, that? Oh yeah, you know he's just you know he's uh, just typical winter stuff too. It's so funny. I was thinking on the way over here. Um, is winter time? You know, last year my my father actually had two really nasty slips on ice. I remember that. And that remember that one we told you where we have it on video where he's almost like knocked out. Yeah. Um. And then, of course, my brother last night, he didn't slip, but he was picking up a board that was frozen to the ground, again, due to ice, and his, his back gave out. So yeah. hopefully he's okay. He's, he's seeing a doctor right now, so hopefully they get it fixed up. Well, we but, hope. yeah, you know, this time of year, everyone, you know, uh, I was listening to the news the other day, and that first snow that came, and everyone, yeah. all the accidents oh, in yeah. the car, you know, it's the first snow, everything happens. Same thing walking around my house. I forget where all those icy, slippery spots are in my driveway, you know. <laughs> but I find them really quickly, and it's like, well, yep, forgot about ice or uh, salt that a little bit more and that a little bit more there. And, you know, it's it's uh, same thing with your houses, too. It's like every year you kind of, I don't know if you just forget about it or you need that little reminder like, oh, shoot, yeah, I got to, you know, make sure all my windows are locked so they're sealed or whatever whatever your typical fall maintenance is. It just kind of crept up on us this year, I it feel It really like, did, you yeah. Know? And, and it, it didn't take a whole lot of snow to cause a lot of accidents. No. Uh, and another thing besides, you know, you finding mm. the slips, slick spots around yeah. your house, not just for you and your family, it's for everybody else, the post postal yeah. delivery and the, everything. Uh, everything, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, back to shoveling and, and all that stuff. You know, it is the season. We got more snow coming tonight, five inches, he said. Yeah, so, it's a, before it's all over. Maybe. Yeah, so you know, for for us in construction, you know, a lot of our a lot of our work is is weather dependent, and, and it's been tough this fall getting a lot of those a lot of those jobs done. But we're we're still you know able to do some things. Siding is something that can be done in the winter. It moves a little slower. Again, got to be safer with all the the stuff around the house, and then of course windows and interior stuff too. Um, um. So we're 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 still still after it. You know, let's talk a little bit. Uh, by the way, Alex is in for Brother Andy today. Let's talk about a siding. Something I don't think I've ever asked you guys about. Give run us through the process. If yeah. somebody has whatever siding now they want, uh, well, they want steel or they want vinyl or they want uh, yeah. What's the, what's the LP? LP smart uh, what, side. What or, is or the James preparation? Hardy or whatever it is before uh, that's applied. What, what do you put on the? What's well, the process? There, it, it really depends on on what's what the house. Is right now. I mean, sometimes um, we can go over old wood siding. You know, sometimes it's better to leave that. Oh, okay. uh, depending on where the windows are, are recessed in or, or whatever. Uh, sometimes when we tear off, we got to redo all the sheeting because there's there's typically moisture. I mean, there was a whole span in the '90s, <clears throat> early '90s or, or, or late '80s, where they didn't use house wrap. It's like it wasn't code to have to use any any vapor barrier, and they literally put siding over over plywood, mm. which in circumstances it can dry really quickly and, and, and it shouldn't rot, but then other places where the moisture can't get out, you you tear it off and you end up having to restructure, you know, replace, you know, structural stuff like even you know, um, 
studs and walls and framing on windows and stuff like that. So <clears throat> that seems to be the the main thing people don't um, that we run into more often than not. It's it's when we turn uh, redoing a house that has thirty year old siding. Yeah, we, you're gonna find rot almost always somewhere. So so let's plan on it. Let's hope it's not into the structural part of it because then then it's fairly simple. But when you start getting into structural stuff. Then we got to bring in almost you know a whole separate carpentry crew to 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 get it done and, and make sure that it's it's safe and going to last forever. So that's the first step. Uh, um, you know what's nice about now nowadays when you go out to a house is most homeowners kind of know what they want. So that's kind of doing nice. more they, research. Yeah, on the they, internet, they're getting sure. more research done and, and kind of know what they want. They see and they come in and they have an idea of what their house wants to look like. And that's the biggest part when you do signing. I mean that's. That's going to change the appearance of the house more than anything else you do. You know, roofing and siding, you know, you do new windows, it doesn't, you don't really notice it as much. So it's not really, you know, does it have to be a four-inch crown mold? No, you don't see it from the curb. But, you know, if you have red or blue siding, you can see that a mile away. Oh, yeah. Um, so people at least have an idea of what they want it to look like. If we can get into a house and we've, we've got that figured out and, and we could, don't have to, you know, spend four or five weeks deciding colors and patterns and styles and stuff like that, that makes it a lot, lot easier. So if you're looking at siding, do your research now and trying to get a, a narrow it down of, of just a rough look that you want. You see a house on the street, take a picture of it, say, I kind of want, I like this look, but I want to change this here. That helps out my guys oh, I bet it a does. ton. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So if you have any kind of a home improvement uh, question for Alex, 651-989-9226. Uh, we've cleared the line, so help yourself to that or send a text, 81807. I know it's awfully hard because we get we get texts like we have mm-hmm. now on uh, you know looking for a ballpark figure of different <laughs> jobs. It's hard to do. It is. Uh, not to dodge anything because they're looking for blown-in insulation and replacing with modern insulation. When Lindis is asked to do that and mm-hmm. you're coming out, you, you're going you're gonna to measure, you're going to find out, yeah. wait a minute, what's, what's right or what's wrong? How about ventilation? Can you even access it? A lot of, a a lot of variables. You know, we get to a house and well, we want to know all insulation, well, we love to do that, but we can't access this portion of your attic without without you know either accessing through the roof or tearing out some interior stuff so there's some cir- cir- circumstances where it just doesn't work um but you know there's there's some averages you could kind of throw out there you know spray foam you know on average is going to be four times more expensive than regular insulation because of the nature of what it is you know the the chemicals and the the process of of getting it on um but again you get what you pay for i mean the return on investment and is, if you're going to stay in the home. That's, that's the question. You know, are you going to stay there? And I do that with people all the time. I ask them, say, how long you plan on staying here? Well, <clears throat> do you need a lifetime product for, for the next two years? I mean, you want, uh, you want to do something. to. Pr- we're always going to do something that's going to last a lifetime of the house. Sure. But there's different performances of a lifetime of the house, you know, especially with insulation. Um, I can put insulation in your house, blown in fiberglass. It's going to last forever. But you're not going to get the R value and the, and the return on investment as quickly as you did with with, with spray foam or the comfort level when it comes well, to that, insulation. That, that's too. a big issue. The comfort level. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's it is tough to say averages, but you know that's what my what's great about my sales staff is they're all really really personable people. Which you know you're, you're having someone come into your house and it's it's always kind of that awkward moment, right? But the, all these guys are very personable, extremely knowledgeable. We spend. You know, several hours a week in our office, um, classroom style training. You so do. these guys are up to speed on, on all this stuff. So when they come out to the house, uh, you, you when they leave there, you you should 
have all the knowledge you have to make an educated decision on 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 the best for your home. And if you're talking your about whatever it is, maybe maybe they want Linda's to put on a new deck or yeah. a, a, a attic insulation or a roofing or yeah. whatever the case may be. Whatever that it for, is. People, you guys come out for that for free, right? Absolutely. For, initially. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what we need to do in a lot sure. of cases. I mean, it, our, our industry and in, in, in what we do is, is so different every single time. And we run into similar stuff, but it's all different, similar stuff. So... Um, it's uh, it's just something where we always it's always better to get your eyes on it, you know. That's all the same with the with the siding. Even when we send guys out there and look at it physically, there's still stuff that we can't see until we right. tear it off and then right. and then get into the project. So that's why it's it's uh, you know what's nice with our guys is they can foresee some of this. Like okay, last time we did jobs like this with this type of siding, I know that around your windows you're going to have some sort of rot. Almost 90% of the time with this application. So they start to bring this stuff up and kind of plan for it and budget for it. Because what you don't want is sign a contract with somebody. Big surprise. You don't want and, then, and then all of a sudden, hey, here's $3,000 to yeah. replace all your studs and, or your, all your uh, sills and all your windows because they're rotted out. Well, we can at least say, hey, we don't know exactly what it is, but let's, let's plan for if worst case scenario happens, this is what you could expect. So it's not really a... Surprise. Right. It changes, but it's not a surprise. But at least you're aware of it. You're aware of it, yeah. Back to the phones we go. Charlie is calling from Mankato, I believe. Charlie, what is your question for Alex? Morning. Yeah, morning. We have an older house that has single-pane windows um, in it, and wondering what replacement options are other than a slide-in insert. Because you lose so much opening with the slide and insert, yeah. you lose the egress window status. Yep. Uh, well, full re- full replacement is uh, is an option, um, and that's where we tear off, well, take out your your entire frame of your window down to your your bare studs, so or your rough and open we call that. Um, now that can be a little tricky depending on what kind of exterior siding you have. So if it's vinyl siding, we'd actually tear that all down. Steel siding, tear it all down. Redo the windows, put the siding back up. Or lots of times we cut around the siding if it's wood. We can even do it with steel or vinyl too, depending on what it is. But then you do a, a trim to trim out that extra siding that you had to remove. So there's an extra like four-inch band board around your window. But that's what I would do. So you, you, you keep your, your, um, your glass, right, the glass space, and, and you're getting a better seal. So... When you, when you do an insert, you have the frame of your old window that, that has to be sealed. Then you have the frame of your new window that has to be sealed. So it's definitely – and something that we do in our, in our company is we almost 99% of the time do rough open installations. Completely remove the old windows, replace any rotten sills or anything that's bad there. Start a new pan, get a, get a new um, um, a sill, sill seal on there so that, again, we're going to do this. It's going to last forever. But – Man, single pane windows. It's going to be tough out there today with all that snow and stuff. Those single pane windows are not too efficient. <laughs> not, I just it's like <laughs> your, it's least. like the car window in your in your car. Yeah, you know it's it's super cold to the touch, and you get frost as soon as you as soon as you get any moisture inside that car. Um, so yeah, but that's 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 what I would do. I don't know what kind of siding you have there, but what kind of Charlie? What, what kind? Aluminum siding, and we already Perfect. have a four inch trim border. On the outside. Perfect. That's even better. You just take that trim board off, take out that full frame, 
measure the rough opening for the new windows, you know, with a half inch allowances, and you should be just fine. All right. Very good. Good luck. Thanks, Charlie. We have to take a quick break, Alex. Okay. We'll be right back. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us every week by our friends at Linda's Construction. The easiest way to get a hold of it, that 800 number, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. And he's off today. Well, he's, he wishes he was off. He's off his feet. He's off his feet because he hurt his back. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Brother Alex Hopefully is it's nothing today. too serious. We'll I see what happens. He he's, got a, he's got some uh, young, young minds to mold on the hockey rink every day. So Plus, better figure now, when that out. What is his birthday? It's December 5th. Oh, it's coming up so, in four days. Yeah. You better heal up, Andy. 40. The big four all. Just a kid. <laughs> Just a kid. Yeah, to you maybe. Right. <laughs> 651. No, we won't go there. 651-989-9226. If you have a home improvement question, call it in. Or like a lot of folks, text it in. 81807. Here's one, Alex. We repaired... The foundation of our 50s-era home and now have a 6 mil vapor barrier on the block. Is that enough, first question, to impede radon? Uh, and if we put up a second vapor barrier, could we put it uh, on the studs or would we put it on top of the first barrier? First of all, do you think that, that will impede the radon issue? Well, the first. I think it, I think it might, but there's some controversy with this uh, vapor barrier on walls ah. uh, in basements. It used to be code to do it. Um, it was required that you had to put up vapor barrier on stud walls in basements. Um, in my house that was built in 2006, had a vapor barrier on the stud walls that was holding like that holds the insulation in. Right. The problem with that is is it it, it has caused major issues with mildew and mold and and mm. rotting in basements. And these are brand new homes built in 2000. All the way through. And, and what ends up happening is the moisture comes through the walls and it actually builds up on the backside of the of the vapor barrier, right? Which mm-hmm. is mostly a six mil poly like that, that guy's talking about. And then it, it's held in there. It's, it's just trapped inside that cavity and literally starts to, to rot out the, the wood. Rot out, you, know, you go there and you see that, that pink fiberglass insulation is now black because of all that mildew that's in, it trapped inside there. So... Uh, I don't know that many builders that actually put poly up on 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 basement walls anymore, um, believe it or not. So it's it's something that we we don't really do in in, in as far as the gas thing. And I don't I think there's a, a I would go a different route to combat argon or not argon um, radon gas. You know there there's experts you can get in to actually help eliminate it from your house so that you don't have to worry about it. Put in put in. Uh, um, I don't know exactly what they do, but it, it has to do something with pulling it out of the ground before it gets up to it. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the way I would go about it first. Consult an expert there because that's some serious stuff. I don't think you could actually poly it enough to, yeah. to keep that gas from coming through. You're going to have a seam. You're going to have something where it is. I would moisture, think you'd have some testing. Moisture is different. And, and to be honest with you, I don't want that poly on there at all. Yeah, uh, Having that poly on there is going to cause problems in the in the future. Um that are going to, you know, it's really going to start to rot out your foundation again, and you're going to have to replace it again. It could be as soon as uh, five years. You know, we've, that we've talked in the show before, Alex, about uh, uh, we get calls about uh, crawl spaces. Oh, yeah. And you Rich guys. Sticky wickets. You guys uh, can foam that stuff, can't yeah. you? Spray foam the whole deal. Um, you can, absolutely. Those crawl spaces, they're, they're one of those things where, you know, you're always, they're always cold. Always cold. I would um, I would temper it 
there's there's you know depending on on how it is, we have gone in and spray foam the floor, the walls, the ceiling, the everything, um, and that and that can work. It still still concerns me a little bit if there's if there's moisture building up on the on that foam on that exterior wall, but but um, if if done properly, it should. It shouldn't get in that cavity, at least cause problems. So yeah, spray foam in those. I mean, every one we've done, it's night and day difference when you're standing on I that bet floor. It is. I mean, it's just room temperature, you know, seventy degrees air, seventy degrees floor versus a fifty-five degree floor and a seventy degree what air too. Yeah. And not to mention the the heat that it takes to you know compensate that cold floor. Always That's true. That cold air just always there. So. All right, Alex, we have to take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you want to call in your home improvement question, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. We'll pick up on those text messages when we come back as well. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our home improvement show presented by our friends at Linda's Construction. I don't think I spelled it yet. L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy is off today. We hope he's relaxing and recuperating. Mm -hmm. Heard his back. Brother Alex is kind enough to come in and help us out here today. The least I can do, huh? <laughs> At least you're feeling good, yeah, right. right? You've uh, had you've had back issues though, being oh, in yeah. the construction business. Oh yeah, right? you know, finishing the shed. Oh, yeah. It doesn't go very, you know. You always think you can do more than what what you can. Yes, a little true. bit. Push That's how too, it happens. Push it a little too happens. far. You got to know yeah. your limitations. Yep. But also you have to find out your limitations too, right? First, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and admit to it. Right. All right. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is our phone number. If you have any kind of a home improvement question for Alex, or send Alex a text eight one eight zero seven. I want to get back to the phones in a moment. But yeah, hey, was... my dad just texted me. Yeah. And said uh, about that radon. Um, there is. Uh, he has done it before. With Jesse Treble. Oh, yeah. And what they do is, uh, so as is under the slab, like I was saying, they actually put a four-inch pipe under there with an inline fan, and it uh, it depressurizes like the sand underneath it, the, that space underneath your slab, and, and sucks out any of those gases. So there's a way to do out. it. And if you're worried about radon, get it tested, and you'll be able to know what are healthy amounts, what aren't, what are dangerous amounts, and get it taken care of if, if you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it true? I mean, this is not the real estate show. That's next hour. Right. But I mean, if you sell your home around here. Yeah. I mean. You have to disclose it if you have yeah. any any prior, I would assume you have to have some sort of a prior build that, you know, required the testing of it or, or maybe there's knowledge of it. Yeah. If you don't disclose that and all of a sudden something happens, it could be in, be tough to sell your sell your house Absolutely. or be in trouble. We can ask so. the real estate guys next hour yeah. about that. Good guys for that. Let's go to the phones. Dan, I think, is calling from Blaine with a question. Dan, you're on with Alex. Morning, Dan. Hey, Alex. Hey, I got my daughter's house. We're trying to finish the basement. We, we pulled off the sheetrock that we had put up prior to this. Mm-hmm. And anyway, the, pulled the vapor barrier off, or the plastic off. Yep. Pulled the insulation off, and there's moisture in the walls yep two exterior walls yep and so we were wondering if you know is well i don't th- i don't know if that's common or what or uh, we, we looked at the air exchanger and that that was all plugged up yeah it so i don't know if you know if it's working properly or not it it would have not it has nothing to do with your air exchanger you know this goes to what i was telling you before so what happens when they when when they put that vapor barrier up behind the sheetrock, but in front of the studs, right? So it, it's 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 on the warm side of the insulation. <clears throat> and what happens? The moisture comes from the exterior wall, and it actually, or from the outside, hits that vapor barrier, and it doesn't go back out. 
It sounds like it comes in through the wall, through the insulation, hits that vapor barrier and goes back. It says, oh, we can't go here and goes back out. It actually just stays there, condensates because you got that temperature change now. And then it starts to rot out exactly like you're talking about is, is, is why we don't put vapor barrier up on the inside of walls anymore. So if you just put sheetrock back up without that vapor barrier, you will not have a moisture problem. So take the plastic off. Take it off. Take all of it off. Okay. Tear it all down. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there's, there's really only two walls, two those north and south walls that are looks like that. They're the only ones that do it. So. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and that's probably where you're gonna have your your biggest temperature ch- swings too on yeah, the, on those. So so and it yeah. could be just the way the moisture comes through the ground and whatever you have out there too. But nonetheless, every wall I would take off all that all that vapor barrier on those walls. Absolutely. Oh. Okay, uh, and what about that air exchanger? Is there any? Uh, should there be moisture in the in the plastic drain tubes? Um, it depends how much. It depends on the, the humidity levels. You know, maybe there's not enough moisture to be pulled out of out of the air too. It's drier. It's drier air. So, um, oh. I'm not an HVAC expert, um, but we do have some guys available. Um, but you know, I wonder. Uh, I guess I, I don't know what what that means if there's no no moisture there. The only thing I can think is that it's just it's just not as as humid out. So it's not it's oh, not okay. you're not having that condensation like you would in in uh, humid humider more humid conditions. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, because but it was all plugged up, of course. And yeah, well that and, that would help too. Get it all working properly, <laughs> yeah. and then and then see how it goes. But yeah, take that uh, plastic wrap off, and you should be just fine. So good luck with it. All right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate thanks, Dan. that. There's a line open if we want to call it in, 651-989-9226. Or again, if it's easier, send Alex a text, 81807. Here's one that came in earlier, uh, Alex. Uh, in fact, it says mm-hmm. earlier in the show, you said that houses in the 80s and 90s did not have any building paper. How do we know that today's Tyvek and other synthetic materials are not going to do the same thing as having no sheeting? Wouldn't uh, two layers of Type D paper either... 20 or 60 uh, yeah he's talking about tar paper work better because it's uh, it's proven mm-hmm. sure. this is this has jumped around here so I'm trying to yeah find um it. well that that has been proven until the invention of, of Tyvek or how about you know a 15 pound um, building paper that's been around for the last 40 years since building yeah. felt went away absolutely absolutely if it, if it's installed perfectly and and doesn't have too many holes punctured through it it can work very very well. Um, most w- old wood applications, you always see that tar, uh, tar paper behind it. And, and he's absolutely right. It's been a great product. The problem is it's, it's, it's extremely heavy. It's, it comes in four-foot rolls versus 10-foot rolls, so it takes longer to do. It doesn't have any breathing ability, and this is, this is where the difference comes in. Does it keep moisture out? Absolutely. Does it allow the cavity to breathe? Absolutely not. There's no permeability with that tar paper. Whereas in Tyvek, you can spray holes at it all day long, and you'll never get any water behind it. And then if you allow, still allow uh, air to pass through that, it's going to be a far better uh, uh, exterior wrap than, than completely sealing it off so nothing passes through it. So same, same with um, um, most of those house wraps out there. They're going to have a permeability to them. And that's why... Everyone has switched from that tar paper to this. Mm, this tar paper works from the same way. So now we got the tar paper there. Moisture from the inside of the wall comes through. Well, guess what? Now it's trapped in there. 
and can cause problems as well that way. So, but he's absolutely right. It's been a great product to keep moisture from getting from the outside to the in. Okay. So there you go. There's another, by the way, if you want to send a text, 81807. Uh, I have texture says moss growing on my shingles. This is an area underneath an ash tree. Same happening on my red cedar deck. What's the most effective way to remove it and prevent it? Preventing's tough. Yeah. It is really tough. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, a light, a light cleaner. They, they do have some, some, you know, any big box store is going to have some sort of a mildew. Um, you know, it's not really mildew though. It's, it's, it's moss. So aside from, I would say aside from bleach, there's not much, you know, that, that other than just continuing maintenance, cleaning it off, the only cure for it really is to, to keep it dry. Yeah. If you can keep it dry, you will not have moss. But that's hard to do when or it's moss, up there with the shade and yeah. the big tree. Ours have it, always have it rolling down a hill. Are there types right? of shingles <laughs> that prevent moss? I, I, not I know so much it, moss, mildew. Or, I mean, they, they, got the, they got zinc and copper built yeah. into these shingle granulars now, and they actually guarantee that you're not going to have that mildew build up. But moss is a little different beast. Moss is organic, and it needs sunlight or very little, but moisture and oxygen. And if you can create those things, there's not too much that's going to stop it other than general, you know, spring maintenance is where I would say you would combat these things. If you got moss, it's probably been there for more than a season would be my guess. I would say. You know, so general maintenance on that. And I don't really know if there's a preventative to, you know, that might be a good question for for, um, who was here this morning. If there's a product you can put on there so moss can't grow. Oh, as far as our garden show. Yeah. 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 I never thought about that. Yeah. Write that down for next We'll do that. Research. Homework. Here we go. All right. John and Mankato is calling in uh, with a question. John, what is your question? Well, a very good morning to you. Uh, Today must be basement problems. (laughs) (laughs) Every day. I'm coming to you with this. Uh, We lost our basement uh, due to flooding a couple years ago. And basically, we had mildew and mold on the paneling and the carpeting and everything. So we basically gutted it down to cement right now. Mm -hmm. When we did that, we saw the walls were... Uh, bold, they came in and reinforced them with the pillars, the steel pillars and everything. Uh, keep in mind, this is a walkout uh, basement situation. Okay. I'm just asking you, uh, what what are new homes doing today? Uh, you know, we're starting basically from square one now to redo the walls and the, if we want to put carpeting in or, or, you know, what would go on the floor or whatever. What are, What's the new homes doing today? I'll thank you and I'll listen to you. Okay. Um... Well, new new homes, um, they're, they're, it's a little different depending on how. I'm not really that different, I guess, but it's um, there's there's a few different foundations you can do. New block, poured foundation, you can do uh, or 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 wood, and there's a couple other systems that involve concrete too. But mainly, those are your going to be your your main foundation products. The prep work going into it is is what what's done now. The drain time that goes on these foundations and the the sloping, the grading. All these things are taken in consideration to make sure that I keep the moisture away from the basement or ever entering. So that would be the main thing with these new homes. Um, as far as depending on, on, on the interior side of it, like I said, is we're not doing moisture barriers anymore on the interior walls of basements because of the, the problems we've been having with moisture building up inside those cavities. So um, whether you have a concrete wall or a, or a wood frame um, foundation, um, your interior wall, I would just put your insulation in, and I would put the sheetrock right over the top of that. And and that's really how 
how most builders are doing it nowadays. As far as the floors go, you know, because there's there's tons of different things you can do. Um, a lot of people doing heated floors. You know, running Wurzbow in their entire basement floor, which is an awesome application. I love it. Um, I did mine afterwards. If I told you I did that, uh, I forget. I forget the name of it now. But um, it uh, the the electrical cables underneath my hardwood laminate floor in my basement. Did that. It's awesome. Seventy eight degrees every time my feet hit that floor, mm. and it's otherwise it'd be super cold concrete, right? Sure. Same same temperature as the concrete. Um, but those would be the things. The, the prep, I would say, in the the water management. From uh, drain tiling and, and foundation work is probably more so in, in nowadays in building than than we've seen in the past because we're starting to understand all, all these moisture hmm. issues. So interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, I tell you what. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to take a break, but I think Ron has been waiting there in Bell Plain to uh, ask hey, you something. Go ahead, Ron. Um. Yes. Uh, with an addition, I'm doing uh, pine, knotty pine, tongue and groove, and I'm wondering, does it make a difference whether I start with the walls? Or the ceiling? Um, I like to start with the ceiling because the walls will kind of hold, you know, finish into the ceiling then, personally. Okay, so start with the ceiling and then yep. go to the walls. And yep. then with the tongue facing up, is that the usual standard? Uh, what do you mean tongue facing up? Well, when you start, for instance, yeah. on the first row, you would yes, you the, would have the yep. tongue, and then the yep, okay, that's exactly okay. what. Yep, that's exactly it. Sorry, I didn't. I and didn't then, do you have a me. finish that you recommend at all for um, for the uh, pine? For the, the pine? pine, we do. Yeah. Uh, I I can't specifically. I could tell you the process. We did uh, four four or five coats of of. Uh, is this inside? Is yes, this interior. So I would do the the interior poly, four four or five coats, and depending on you know what you know how the wood responds to it, you know because uh-huh. every every whatever you have it finished with before you're just talking like is it stained or painted or no it's right now it's just bare wood. So are you are you planning on staining it at all or? Well, no, huh? just okay. natural. Just natural, cool. Love that. Love natural wood stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would just three three coats of a oil based poly. Or four, yeah. four or five coats of an oil-based poly, depending on how the wood responds. You know, you may have really, really dry wood and sucks it all up really fast or, or whatever. So, But you would do oil over water? 100%. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 100%. It just lasts longer, and it, it absorbs the wood, absorbs better, bonds with the wood way better. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All yep. right, Ron. Good luck. Good luck. Thanks very much. Uh, we have to take a break, Alex. We have break? to? Yes, we okay, do. Fine. We'll be back with more. If you want to call in your question, 651-989-9226. Send a text. We've got a bunch of those we'll get to when we come back to that number, 81807. Alex Lindis in the studio helping out his brother. Hey, you. Who is, uh, we hope, uh, feeling better. Yeah. We hope. Hopefully. Yeah. we got a big deal. It's a party tonight for him. we got all of his friends getting a bus, going to the wild game, dinner. Everything, so we'll see. Maybe we'll just have to send them pictures. <laughs> oh, I would hate to see that. I know. Oh, Poor dude. My. All right. Uh, maybe we'll see him soon. Get well. Yeah. Get well. Heal up. 28 is our Twin City temperature. We, we have a bunch, Alex, of text messages. Let's see if we can't uh, field Knock them out. stuff here before uh, you take your leave. I'm not sure how you can answer this. You'll have to tell me. Uh, texter says, I have a 1960 Rambler with stucco siding. How solid would the wood structure be behind that stucco? How do you figure that out? Well, it's 
first off, it's not falling down, so it's still That's structural. So we know something's good there, but it could be it could be rotting. You know, some of those, depending on how the stucco was done, there should be an airspace back there with tar paper, like the guy was talking about. Typically, they'll put that tar paper up, that felt paper. Uh, usually, usually, two layers of that is required, and then there's an actual airspace. And then they usually lath it or something, and they put the stucco on that. That's most applications. Um, without really turning it off, it's hard to tell, but there are or technology nowadays uh, allows us to, to, to do some kind of inspections. Uh, we have, uh, we have uh, video scopes. I can actually cut little holes in the walls, dig a little scope. You know, it's kind of like a little, little camera on a, on a pencil, right? Stick yeah. it in there, look around, and kind of get a census of what's happening back there. It doesn't give you a full picture of, of what's going on, but it can definitely tell you, you know, what exactly if there's rotten or not. Um, the other thing we can do is, you know, the infrared cameras we have now, especially this time of year, tells uh, an unbelievable story of how a house is performing. Really, um, you'll see you'll see an entire wall that's completely insulated except for one cavity they forgot to insulate. It's completely black and blue. So you know that there's moisture going on in there because of the, just the temperature changes. And, and 90%, 99% of the time, you open that cavity up, and sure enough, there's mold and mildew and stuff going on in there because of that temperature swing. So there are some things we can kind of get a good idea, but again, the best way to, unfortunately, is to tear, tear it off. But if, if you have no reason, uh, as far as that stucco things, if you have no reason why, why um, you know, just to know how the structure is behind it, if the stucco is failing, if it's falling off, if you're starting to see mildew on the interior walls, that is something I would take pretty seriously and probably start to, you know, talk to a professional about is, is remedying, fixing, replacing, okay. possibly. We can tear it all down and put up some beautiful steel siding or beautiful LP siding. Done it a lot. That's an option. Way less maintenance and than stucco. For sure. Here's another text, uh, Alex. It says, I have a kick-toe vent under my drop-in stove. I'd like to to move the vent so I can install a new stove mm-hmm. extended to the floor. Yep. What's involved to move a vent? It's a few different elbows and move it over, but it, it's access, right? Yeah. Like how how can you get to that to access it? Because you're going to have to put some sort of a of an L pipe to come over or swing it out. Um, HVAC guy is going to be able to do this, but so he's either coming from the bottom or when you replace your your. Well, if you're doing a tabletop and you're going to a convention, I'm guessing you're getting new cabinets possibly. So if you're doing that, it should be easy to tear up the floor, the subfloor, move it over, put a new subfloor down, put a new floor down. And if it's just underneath the ca- – say, say you don't want to tear up your floor, you're going to keep your floor. Yeah. This is underneath the cabinets typically, you know, where you're going to yeah. be tearing up. So you should be able to do that without compromising your existing floor. But yeah, I, I think be it'd be problem. easier if you actually saw it yourself. Yeah, and I don't – that's not really a DIY, DIY type of project to be completely honest with you. So I would consult a professional, HVAC professional, to see what they would, what would entail them to, to move that over. Alex, we've got about a minute to go. Let me get you another one here. Uh, I want to replace an entrance door to the garage. Do I need to replace the vinyl siding around the door to get the old door out? Say that again? Yes. I want to replace an entrance door to the garage. Mm-hmm. Do I need to replace the vinyl siding around the door to get the, do- the old door out? No. Typically, doors aren't going to have a, um, you know, your in, your your nail fin like a like a rough like I was talking about earlier with the rough openings. Yeah, there's a nail fin that goes on. You have to you have to take that siding off so you can a- access to it. With doors, they typically have a crown mold or a brick mold already on there, and they're usually either screwed through that, um, or you, by removing that, you have access to those existing 
fins and mo- most doors are screwed in through the frames but um depending on the door depending you know there's a couple variables there but you shouldn't have to on a door replace or take down your vinyl put it back up but if you did that's what's nice about vinyl comes down goes right back up super slick not a problem number the pieces as you take them off. Oh, that's a good idea. The back of Don't them. lose track. It's a good idea. <laughs> it was great to see you, Alex. You too, Danny. Uh, the best Thank to your you. brother. All yes. right. I'll and a happy birthday in here in a few days. Yeah. All right. If you want to get in touch with Linda's Construction, it doesn't matter if we're talking insulation, roofing, siding, whatever the case may be. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. 1-800-LEAFGUARD is the easiest number to remember.